Welcome back. Kapunka. This is Vicky. I'm your host on Anderson Street, and we're going to keep it really quick. So you're not going to find this episode on YouTube. This is on Patreon. So you can go on patreon.com slash Anderson Street TV and find this in its visual form should it please you. Otherwise, we're going to dive in. We're talking about God. Who is it? What is it? Is it a him? Is it a she? Is it a, what is it? Ethereal orb of pulsating life? Who knows? We discuss it at the table. My mom, Mary Pat, Irish Catholic, Amanda, you know, Italian Catholic, some uh, near-death experiences to speak of. And Samuel also grew up religious, uh, changed his game, could have been to the detriment of his relationship with his father, ended up not being so. Stay tuned. Definitely want to listen and let us know who you vibed with, what story you felt like you needed to hear more from, more about, more elaboration, et al. And please don't forget, find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Anderson Street TV. We can't thank you enough for listening and taking time out of your day to hear what we're doing here. So... Welcome to the table. What happened was Mm -hmm. she decided to kill anybody who wasn't Catholic. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. That's henceforth the name, Bloody Mm -hmm. Mary. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Then what happens is she dies, in comes Elizabeth. Elizabeth the first, she's a Protestant, okay? But she doesn't care. She doesn't care if you're Protestant, you're Catholic, please just go, we gotta move forward, mm-hmm. okay? And Linger. Uh, okay, you know? But what happened was, was that the people, in order to get along with everybody, you know, and to, and to keep their, their position in the government and stuff like this, they didn't know if they were Catholic, if they were Protestant. They didn't know what the heck they were. And uh, a, a lot of times uh, during uh, like Bloody Mary, what happened was during her time, a lot of the Catholics moved to Paris. France. France. And then they had, and then they had, did you ever hear of this? St. Bartholomew's Day. Here we go. Mm-hmm. She okay. is on this period of time right now. No, this is like happening for her right now. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. Mm, I great, can tell. Great. I'm telling you. What yeah, happens, no sarcasm. Thoroughly. What happens is thoroughly. on on a fine on a fine Tuesday morning, okay, it was all uh, prearranged that the Catholics were going to just jump up and kill all the Protestants, and that's exactly what they did. They actually did do a them, jump up and yeah, kill. Slaughtered them, killed them, maimed them, threw them in the river, and then it just spread out. St. <laughs> Bartholomew's yeah. Day. Yeah. So. If you're Catholic Yo. and you have Catholic beliefs, why would you do this? Wow. Because number one, what's your number one rule? Do not kill. How were you raised? I try not to kill anybody. How were you literally raised? Like paint a tableau? Yeah. You know, as soon as you're born, you get baptized. And, um, you know, went to Catholic school, went to Catholic high school. They wanted me to go to Catholic college. Who are uh, they? The parents. I protested. How they. did you do that? By failing, by failing the SATs. 
Oh my God! I said, "No, I'm not doing." You were that. rebel. I was, hmm. because what happened? What happens is, as we all know, as women, man, is that sometimes you're forced into certain things, and you become quite cunning, don't you? Uh, don't you? Oh, so you just <laughs> agree? <laughs> wow! You just agree with them? Just tossed it out, and but you do what you have to do. Interesting. Mm. So I said, "Oh, you want me to go to that school? Okay, fine." the SATs. Okay, but how long did you maintain the Catholic thing? Until I was in um, um, 11th grade, and I was sitting in religion class, because it was Catholic high school, all-girl Catholic high school, Yikes. and I was sitting in religion class, and I was listening to, to Sister Joan, Joan and uh, uh, she's going on and on about, you know, being Catholic and everything, and I said, well... What about the Aztecs? What about the uh, Egyptian? What about these other people who had these religions before Catholicism, mm -hmm. and they all thought their religion, you know, was the top of the mark. Mm. And, but now Catholicism, and if we were all raised Catholic, we all know the one true religion, right? Mm. And how could that be? Was everybody's religion the one true religion? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How could that be? You said that out loud in front of the other students? No. You had this internal. You didn't, you didn't speak that to That was them. an internal conversation. Okay. Because. Sister John wouldn't have it. Well, you don't want to rankle up the nuns. You know what I mean? God knows what. I used to get kicked out of CCD constantly. There you go. Remember when I was in CCD? LOL. They put me in the boys' mm. side. Let's turn that down. I thought I had. Great. <laughs> LOL. We're doing great. So you had the conflict internally, and did you uh, ever have to wrestle with it? Like, who did you wrestle with it? No, I, I, no, I thought about it. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, this is a bunch of hooey. Okay. And uh, they're forcing you into things. And I don't think God sent down this message. You must go to church on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Makes no sense. What the hell? Mm -hmm. But how come I was in CCD? And why did I have to go to church? Yeah, because I wanted you to be exposed to something, and then you could make up your own mind, didn't you? You were never confirmed. I think that's the right way. Oh. You were exposed. You okay. went to church. You yeah, you're were, right. You I, was, I was eight, and I was like, that's it. Well, you, you, you had your Holy Communion. Yeah, which is yeah. like at eight. Yeah, and then it, it was when... Uh, confirmation started to come up and you were like ma you know i did done. the same thing i'm done really i was I'm i got out. i had my communion i went to ccd and then confirmation came around i was like i'm literally not doing it <laughs> anymore I'm done i'm done i met it really quickly what is ccd all right um uh, oh, christian christian i don't know the acronym Ooh. ccd well it's it was the place that you have to go at night it's like twice a week and it was twice yeah. a week classes to Catholic learn night school Basically, yeah. basically, yeah, it's Catholic did you go? yeshiva. Yeah. Uh, I did, yeah. My dad actually taught it. Uh -huh. Oh! <laughs> yeah, so um, just like you guys, I was uh, raised Catholic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went every, every morning, every Sunday at 9 a.m. with my pop. It was just me and him, pretty much. Um, the rest of the family was too young, my mom didn't go, so it was just, like, just he and I. And then one day, when I was 14 or 15, like I was just having conflict just as you were coming into your own, learning about the history of Catholicism, how, you know, I didn't know so much about the murders, um, you know, that took place that make a lot of sense. I, I thought it- Oh, St. Bartholomew's Day? Yes, for instance. Mm, yeah. um, There's more murder. My revelation came across like, 
I learned about how it was essentially the first business. And I'm like, why are all the biggest buildings and, mm -hmm. and all the oldest places like Florence, why are they churches? You know, then I'm like, oh, they're selling, um, what do they call them? Uh, where you, they basically, the priest would sell essentially confessions or they would release you of your sins. What's this called? You guys don't know? Penance? Not penance. That's the, that's the, uh, the word for it now. But before you have to buy these things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I didn't know you like, were I guess like tokens into heaven. I don't know. We left oh. too early. Yeah. No, no, no. You were too late. This happened years ago. Yeah, yeah. 1500 years ago. Mm -hmm. sure, yeah, you you right. actually had to pay. This is why the Catholic Church is, is the, uh, the biggest big business, business in the world. Yeah. Can't fall out. And that's yeah. why church and state had to separate. Exactly. True. Which is it today? But did it That's separate? Um, I think it did. In a sense. Yeah. Fine. Sure. Go on. So, but you have more of a story. Go <laughs> on. So fast forward to 14 or 15, and I write this like, my dad's a lawyer, so I write this like pretty well thought out, you know, cohesive Wait, email, like essentially divorcing know. with the Catholic Church. And He's, who did you address it? My dad. Huh? Yeah, yeah. My dad is like very, very, like, you know, super Catholic, teaches CCD, loves it all. And I write this email because he's hard to talk to. I hear you. You know, like I'm, you know. So you're a little bit cunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'm hard to talk to too. Like I'll have a conversation, but he'll get really mad. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not a good one. So yeah. I, had, I wrote this email and, you know, he's super pissed and our like relationship fractured from there legitimately. Really? Yeah, yeah. He took today. it that hard. He took it that hard, yeah. Till today. No, not till today, but it was a real thing, you know. We spent a lot of dad son time then, you know, and then He uh, cut you off? Not cut me off, but we spent imagine so fourteen is like one goes to high school, right? Yeah. yeah. Before that, um, you do the sports thing and we do the church thing with your pop. And then high school comes and I and I stop the church thing, we spot and you stop the sports thing because now you're playing high school sports, your pop's not coaching you. It's like right, right. the whole thing changes. So the rift does happen and it's oh. it's noticeable, right? Um, and yeah, it came from that and uh, it, it's so funny because he took it so personally, but it's it's so it, it's it's so counterintuitive because one right. shouldn't take my spiritual journey so so like personally when I'm clearly doing it in a, like, a, a well-intentioned thoughtful way yeah but parents have a, have a big uh, problem with that yeah because they want you to be like them yeah so they're like a little better it's weird yeah but a, but better, a little it's bit weird. better yeah. yeah it is yeah but when you the child breaks out and makes a complete left turn you're like, what did I do? What did mm -hmm. I do? Oh my yeah. God, their yeah. soul's gonna be damned forever. I think because parents look at kids like a direct reflection of who they are. Yeah, sure. so well, that's what also are. why they want. Yeah, yeah. in a sense, but yeah. at the same time, but also, you're an individual. Yeah, like you didn't have me to be you. Right, but you, but a parent feels a decent parent feels obliged to put all those foundation blocks down. Put yeah. all those you know, uh, uh, that you could build character on top of it. Sure. And what, and maybe they're just not ready for that left turn. You know what I mean? Maybe if you were 16 or something, he might have been a little bit more ready. I was a pretty mature young kid though, but it's not as though I said, hey, like, you know, I accept Satan now and this is why. Right, right, right. right. It, was like, it was like, hey, look, the Catholic Church really has a lot of flaws, X, Y, yeah. and Z. There's yeah. no reason, like, if Jesus is the real deal, I can't be praying to him one hour a week. This, the, you know, the connection is far more uh, longer lasting and way right. more permanent than that. I don't agree with this. I have to go like pursue my own mm -hmm. thing. I have okay. to just 
make my own connection. You think he would have uh, respected that? I pretty that, much said that. Yeah, but yeah. it's hard. It's yeah. hard. I mean, I don't know. Like they're just not ready. When to you let have go. a way of life, and someone that you love doesn't adhere to that way of life mm. anymore, I can't even imagine what sort of kind of divorce that feels like. He probably was grieving it. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea, but yeah. I don't know, it's different. Hmm. And we've had good conversations recently, like oh. a few months ago, legitimately oh, this, long, this long ago. So like tw- like oh, oh 05 to 2018. And wow. now we've had sort of decent conversation, not it planned at all, time. just like happened to be home by ourselves, happened to like spark yeah. a conversation, you know? Oh. And I've gone to church since, like I'll go to like Christmas or whatever. Just right, right. For fuck's sake. Just, right, right. just to like, yeah, just to appease. It's cool. Like I don't mind spending time with the fam, you know? Um, and yeah, it, it's interesting. We we can agree to disagree now, though. Some people are just set in their own ways, it seems. But like just quite just, just set people. in the process, you know. Like like you said, they um they'll go to church promptly at nine p.m. and then will promptly break seven of the ten commandments Absolutely. over there next week. <laughs> Absolutely, right. you know, committing no crimes, breaking all the commandments. It's like pops, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta pick, you one. know, yeah. Just live yeah. by the commandments, be like Jesus, and don't go to church. You're a better Christian, a better Catholic, or a better Christian for sure. Or whatever it is. Or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, there I mean, are a lot of rules involved yeah, yeah. with the, all of these religions. There are a lot of rules mm-hmm. involved with all of these religions. And what's the one big thing? Treat others like you would want yourself treated. Yeah. So what's got to you? Oh. So, well, you, you know, <laughs> it's, it's tough, you know. It's, it's God, I don't know. Being a decent person. I think that's being godly. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I agree. One is godly. There is no god head in well, your estimation. Well, y- you know, I think that's the the uh, common word that everyone can uh, can uh, uh, understand and identify is godlike or what would Jesus do? I know, you know. It's a type of situation where you want to. <laughs> what do you say? You want to be a decent person. All right. You want to be Agreed. a decent person. So one's godly. So you know it'll come under the title of godliness, but is it actually, or is it Mary Patness? It could be because I think God's in all of us. That's that's where yeah. I'm at. That God energy, right? Yeah. Is just really a frequency. Yep. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. If you resonate with it, you are godly in that moment. That's how I feel. Here it is. And, and that, that energy is constantly around us. This is what I believe. Go for it. And you just have to tap into it and be open to it and be receptive to it. And you right. can't do it when you're harping on negativity and resentment yeah. and anger and yeah. bitterness. If you're doing that, you're never going to attain that level of consciousness. Yeah. So you have to be godly to be godly <laughs> you gotta be godly to be god and that can be fleeting right because you can yes, be like be. a lot of things can have you can be like a line and be like Yo, i'm in a good place that like that statement what's that we were, right before i was like emotions are silly oh yeah 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 we were talking about being like earlier. that's the only thing that keeps you from being there all the time it's just constant and it's so easy like when it seeps in it's so easy to cut it off i mean it's so hard to cut it off right there it's so easy to just let it encompass your mind right. and your thoughts yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's emotions like, are the test. Mm-hmm. That's the human thing that we were given to do this earthly plane challenge, this earth school. Earth I have school. to schlep through, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I want like to be past this one, go to the next one. I the know. Fourth dimension, you feel me? <laughs> I'm ready. Or whatever. <laughs> um, but like, what got you the spiritual space? I just think that, you like, know. Like, provide us with the path. It wasn't just one thing. 
it's really an evolution of things. Like, I remember growing up and being confused about home life and things going on in myself and the people around me. It started as, like, a psychological um, interest. Like, I got really interested in the psych psychology of how we are with our emotions. So it was, like, a scientific tip. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, in high school, I started getting into Buddhism because I just really resonated with a lot of those... Um, I would just see a lot of quotes everywhere about it. Because mm -hmm. Buddhism is about you. That's why I respect it. Yeah. It's like, who are you and what are you going to do? It's like um, other religions, you pray for help. But Buddhism is like, you have the power right. to help yourself right. or to not help right. yourself. Right, or you're the limitation. You're the limitation. You're everything. Word. So in there lies a lot of power. Yeah. It's also scary because it takes away that like crutch that people feel with religion. Yeah. It's really about you. But at the same time, when you believe in like love energy and you know it's all around you, you're mm -hmm. also not alone. Right, ever. So it's really just the way you think about it. Wow. But that threw me on there. And from there, I'm just trying to connect it, like everything. I just want to like piece things together like a map because I feel like everything's so connected. It is connected, but you're right. You have to piece it together. And then it's and having exciting. the experiences and having maturity and seeing outside yourself and yeah. seeing how having other people talks. interact. Yeah, I feel like for people, there are moments in your life, in everyone's incarnation, okay? Like we are souls having in-body experiences, you feel me? So if that's to be true, which I have found over time that that's what's true to me, um, then there are points at which there are like exit points, let's say. And these are times where you could kick it and like that's what's written. So I do believe that there's a blueprint. Yes, that we have free will, but mm -hmm. that there's all roads lead to Rome. Like inevitably you and I were supposed to meet and that could have been in high school time or that could have been in the nursing home, mm -hmm. but we were supposed to meet in this incarnation. Mm -hmm. So like whichever left or right turn you take, you have to hit these major points, right? And those things, I, I call them like nudges, right? Like you keep getting nudged toward this inevitable... Synchronicity? Yeah, or synchronicities or, you know, whatever those things may be. But you get a little nudge first and it's like you happen to see the same person three times in a day. And you don't know them, but like you noted that. Like, ooh, maybe I should do something about that. But you don't think that it's a synchronistic it's thing. It's a weird thing. Yes. You're like, no, no, no. And then the next weird. nudge is like you get pushed in front of that person's car three years later. And you get a little, you know what I'm saying? And like, what is this person in your life? So um, I feel like spirituality for me was that sort of thing. And I was mad agnostic or like, actually I was atheist after I said frig Catholicism. Right? Me too. Like, it was a wrap. Work. And I was done with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, don't even talk to me about that. I don't even care about that. Da -da -da. Yeah. Um, and wow, then, me too. yeah, and I just felt I like I'm going to be atheist. the other person that like doesn't. And then, you know, at 15, um, I mean, all three of you know this story, I think, but when I died twice and had that out-of-body experience, um, you know, I was elsewhere. And the best way that I can explain it is Harry Potter <laughs> and the Deathly Hallows. <laughs> when Harry gets killed in that scene and he's in this white expanse of what is platform nine and three quarters. Yeah. Um, that white, bright expanse that is like both a room also nothing or like the upside down and stranger things like that's what that was like he was talking to Dumbledore yes mm. exactly and 
that was what I saw, but in the distance there was a bare tree. Like there mm. were no leaves on it. It was just right. And I was myself looking out and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And um then just yeah. And then um I lost it. Ugh. I was myself. Uh, looking I was out. looking out and essentially I just heard like it's not it's not the time. And then I just woke up in the hospital. And that was when I had woken up after That's those so I had like thirty six stitches, dissolvable stitches, everything like and Whoa. you would think, one would think, from that sort of nudge, like, bitch, you die. Mm-hmm. There may have been a bit of spirituality. I was still like, nah, not happening. I don't mm-hmm. know what that was. It was a blip. And so I made mm-hmm. fun of it. Mm-hmm. I always laughed about it. Like, people that I spoke, my whole school knew once I got back to school. Like, everybody knew. And I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. But humor is easy. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was 15. At 21, I had the breakup of, of my life. And that is what catapulted me into right. spirituality. Honestly, that's what catapulted me I into I think Buddhism. it's like these kind of heartbreaking... A breakup? But yeah. Because it's just so Women. deep in there. Whatever, yo! <laughs> like, at the end of the day, Y'all emotions are emotions, late. right? You no, just, yeah. you literally die and come back and that doesn't draw you to God or spirituality, right. but a breakup. It didn't. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's real. That happens to mad people. My first no, ever breakup was a friendship breakup, and that was with me for years. Oh, up yes, until only recently. Those true. hurt. Those hurt. Like, I don't know if it's a, it's a feminine or masculine expe- thing. You don't expect it. Because no. you, you've handed yourself over to somebody else, and they hand you back. Yeah. Ooh, yikes. Yikes. Like, that sh- I that accepted you into my body. That's like I accept you, right? So like it's harder for I would think women to be like, ugh, whatever next. Like that's what this tattoo was for. It was to remind myself every day in the mirror that I am not whatever I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's most certainly not you. Maybe the purpose of religion is to hand yourself over to something or somebody or some idea that won't fail you, like a relationship can or ideas mm. can or all these other things can you can sort of trust something bigger than you and that's why it's a good pillar because i've I've struggled with its importance but i do think the net despite the history and despite the the boxes it puts you in are positive and you you're the only has a daughter here and you've you know you broke up with it and still said CCD is better than nothing? Or, or, well, right, because... You know, I, there's a, I there's a void needs, that, that needs to be filled yes, with some sort of structure yes. that I can't give you, so here's this. There is comfort. There is comfort, you know? And But, but the comfort is, for me, it's not going to the church and sitting there and praying. Mm-hmm. It's more or less being with myself and, and, and going to the woods. Mm. And, and seeing nature and seeing that the beauty Native American um, spirituality, I like, I like that earth mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the way they do, they you know do it. Yeah, the I way like I interpret prayer is meditating. Yeah, I think that when you pray, you sit with yourself. You're connected to this energy, and you're um, speaking from your heart. You're speaking from your soul. You're setting intentions. Yep, yep. You know, like you're you know. And essentially, that's what meditation is. And like, when you do go out into nature and it gives you that feeling, that's a form of meditation. There's like so many ways to meditate. Like people think it has to be sitting sitting in the floor like this with complete silence. You could do it on the bus. You could do it in your car. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many ways to do it. And um, it's so important. It is important because you have to, 
it's only impor important to those people who are self-aware. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you don't have self-awareness. You can't meditate if you're not self-aware. Yeah, exactly. Forget about it. You're just spinning in circles in, in my. Yeah. Uh, so how do you get there? Like, if, if I know someone that isn't as self-aware, is I it my job? You there. No, it is not your job. You can't. You can't. But if I believe that you are God and I am God and we are one, don't I have a role in assisting you? Well, uh, you know, again, it, in my opinion, it all depends. <laughs> it all depends on the other person. It's some people, try. some people are not ready. They're yeah. not ready. I wouldn't push it. Yeah, you, you could would. try. If they're not receptive, you'd be like, okay. Yeah, I see you. Because yeah. think about it. You went through your experience. You weren't ready for that. No. And then life made you ready for that. Right, those nudges. You got nudged enough. Yep. And maybe there was people trying to nudge you at the time, but Probably, you Probably, and I was like, you, you didn't accept the nudge. Correct. You know? I think the only thing you need from, say, zero to 18 in terms of education is probably and solely self-awareness. I think everything else is, like, really superfluous, honestly. Like, all sorts of... <sighs> the boy's throwing around the word. Superfluous. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, a reader. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello. That said, um, religion can be like a perfect vehicle to develop self awareness because you can pray to something that doesn't judge you in a way. Okay, but if it's delivered to you in a particular way, yeah. if it's indoctrinated into you as a kid, you're going to rebel inevitably. Mm -hmm. Especially, right? like, say you're a, a homosexual kid and you're growing up in there, it's doing the opposite for you. Yep. Or it's any other you. kind of kid. No, right, but especially, but like in a religion that preaches so against mm -hmm. homosexuality. Mm -hmm. So yeah. vehemently, yes. So it's yeah. like, instead of making you into a better person, it's hurting you. It's like oppressing you. Right. It's I am wrong. Mm -hmm. My entire being yeah. is wrong for yeah. here. Exactly. Yeah. I I'm mean, a maybe, mistake. I'm a mistake. That's great. Maybe it just establishes a baseline from which you can um, derive yourself. Yes, I, I agree with you, but I really believe that the, the delivery of religion has to be mm -hmm. in a way that allows you that option. Yeah, that yeah. latitude, right? Because mm -hmm. like, if you're being given this religion and people are telling you how they interpret it, that's how then you are going to be like, you're going to regurgitate that. Mm -hmm. If it was delivered to you in a way that you were like, all right, I read this and I see it as meaning this. Mm. Fine. Yeah. I think that would be great. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Are there places of worship that are like that? I mean, Buddhism. I think that, yeah, that's solely, that's like two things about that. I mean, that is solely dependent upon the parent. Like right. self-aware kids become self-aware parents that raise self-aware kids who can, yeah. and that cycle is right, perpetuated right, right. a lot better than those who are indoctrinated right. like my dad sure was. And like, yeah. you know, he my wants parents. to indoctrinate, but then yeah. it takes like mm -hmm. a strong, like I'm a pretty strong like kid. Like you really can't push me around. Like I'll kill Aww. you. You know what I mean? So well, it takes, it takes you, have to, you have to be certain, you, you know, it's tough, you know, yeah. like I'm not really malleable. Like I was always like had my own compass. So, mm. um, which is quite unusual yeah. for someone so young. Okay. Yeah. Because they're still trying to find themselves mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. It takes a minute to become self-aware because you go through all those phases sure. of being, you know, spidery and goofy and mm -hmm. awkward and, you know, the big cheese and, you know, this and that. So it t you have LOL, to take this. So you know, should like parents big cheese. <laughs> should parents present like a buffet of I'm major religious principles? Because I love 
like certain Buddhist principles, like Siddhartha was like yeah. revolutionary to me. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. The, the jam. And then the Muslims do some things that are really dope. Like they pray five times There's a day. There's great like, things in everything. In Ramadan, like that's fire. Like mm-hmm. that, all that stuff is mm-hmm. very fasting. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. Fasting. Yeah, very like yeah, if you believe, like okay, cool, make the sacrifice, True. then you then you get to break bread. It's like they do like a lot of religions do a lot of things right and they have mm-hmm. a lot of principles that are way superior to those of catholicism i think so religions like, are great people suck yeah she took the words right out of people my mouth suck. because it's the people who have changed they're the religions it, yeah. and on that on that's how... been the podcast <laughs> and there we are oh, we're done <laughs> no that's mad true yeah people suck <laughs> i was the same way like when i was young going to church and I, I never i hated it i processed it every time like i was like i don't want to go i don't want to go it just never felt right to me ever. I just knew it was Well, bullshit. also, like, I'm curious because there are some things that you went through. Like, I, I told you something. There's some things you went through in your life that, like, people don't go through. Word. In one lifetime yeah. of 100 years. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you think that the amount of tests and challenges you've been hit with is for a particular purpose? Like, are you here for some sort of bigger reason? Or is it just you were hit with a bunch of stuff? I lean towards the latter. Really? I think I think really? things happen. Things just happen. I mean, if it's not one thing, it's another thing. Can you tell us what some of these things are? Because, all right. That happened. So I was in a car accident. I was hit by a vehicle, right? That's one thing. People get hit every day all over the, all over the place. In ridiculous, the numbers are crazy. And the fatalities are even crazier. So if you don't get hit with a car, you get hit with an illness. Or you get hit with a neurological disability. Like, you know, you get hit with, you can get hit in so many ways. And I don't know if there's a reason for, like, everything. But I think you determine what you're going to do with that. If you're going to make it into something or not. But who is you? Who am I? No, who is the you that gets to determine it? Like, which you. one? Yeah. You're so you? to me. Yeah. Oh. If you're there. If, <laughs> if you're, you're right, right, right. If you're at if that you're point. At if you're at one with it, but you know, it's like things do happen. Terrible things happen every day. It's like yeah, I think absolutely. about what happened to me. I think about Syria, and then I think about yes. like, hunger, and I think yes. about war and absolutely. poverty and all those things. Genocide in Burma. And where so, do I fit? Where do I fit on? I'm that in ladder. the first world. Yeah. I'm in a first world country. I'm living a first world life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the best case scenario out of something bad that happened. So it's like. Yeah, things do happen. I don't know if it's for like a cosmological reason. I don't. I'm in between like coincidence and everything happens for a reason. I think things have to be balanced. Like nothing can be absolute. It's just really like the dichotomy of life, the dualities. Like balancing those dualities mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's like exhausting. It's exhausting. It's challenging. It's challenging. It's exhausting. All right, let's go there. I guess just. Oh, you're trying to reconcile your oh your fear about money and like why it's there in the first place, right? Because um, I was raised privileged, you know. Both my parents have two degrees. They planned for me. Um, they saved for saved you. for me. I do not have school loans, and I don't talk about that out loud um, because I feel like it's very taboo. Mm-hmm. And you know, in a room, everybody has loans, and it's like the bane of existence. And I'm like. And, you know, I don't know now, as a result, if I'm compensating for the good fortune that I've had in that I need to be as frugal as possible. 
um, and I don't know the decisions to make and I don't really know who to talk to about what decisions to make regarding money and also because I'm relatively nomadic I don't see myself having a house on Anderson Street that I'm gonna buy because you've had it all your life right so now what and I guess I really am just at this table to learn and see where everyone else in my age range is at for real because no one's really telling each other I feel like so I guess like Zay where are you at because you mentioned earlier that you have you do have short and long term goals and like how short is short and how long is long and what do those look like and how'd you come to them Mm -hmm. Um, I mean for me it just stems from like everything that I was taught from from my parents so just like the way the way that they saw money which was how yeah, so like my, my mom and dad would always preach to me, it's like, hey, um, you, can, you can live comfortably, and even if you're like making more, more and more money every single year, you don't have to always like, do like, more. like you don't have to always try and up your lifestyle because like, one lesson that, that they taught me from like a young age early about financial responsibility is like, there are, there are people that have or make hundreds of, like millions of dollars every single year, like from whether it's their salary or their businesses, but they spend everything yep. and then at the end of the day they have nothing to show for it. Whereas there are people who make maybe not as like the craziest salaries, right? But they save it and then it's like, yo, they're actually they can actually be wealthy. So like they kinda just taught me that mentality, like, hey, like you don't have to always live try and live beyond your means because of what everybody else is showing you out there like whether it's like in our day and age social media right. always trying to catch up to like yep. whoever is like looking good yes, on Instagram yes. um, so yeah like now I'm rambling but um, to, 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 to cut to put, bring it all together it's just about spending money wisely and, and saving you know but what kind of saving like is that like literally is that in a 401k is that in a Roth is that just right. you have a bank account yeah. with some right. money in it or yeah. like is like, that I, a shoebox I, I think like I spend consciously but I wouldn't mm. say that I'm saving like I save right. like I, I cook all my meals like I don't buy coffee at coffee shops like I have a very right. I have like frugal tendencies mm-hmm. but then I, I just get enough money that I can then buy things that are extremely meaningful to me like right now I'm in this like Reiki mentorship for example I just got a Reiki mm-hmm. training and that's cost me $600 but I was willing to spend that because because like I find that I save in these like little areas, but I'm not saving for something long term. It's more like I'm saving right. like, like month to month basis, kind of like if some mm-hmm. opportunity arises, I'll have enough to spend. I'll have enough to buy that thing. Right. But I, I wouldn't say I'm saving for like some long term thing, or it's not like a 401k or like a retirement idea. Sure. sure. What I see a lot of people doing is when you're sick, you mm-hmm. go to the doctor. When you're in trouble, you go to a lawyer. Um, when you want financial help. You go to YouTube, you go to Google, yep. mm-hmm. you go to your friends. Yep. We don't take our financial uh, stability as serious as we would our health when it's two and the same thing. And the way I see saving now is you're saving for what? Right. That, that's what this conversation is. Yes. You're saving for what? So I used to save to uh, pay for my books for the semester, to go out to the club, to save for a date, to just save to save. Now, with this new job I have, and I'm around real money, and seeing people make real money. What's real money? Um, you know, six-figure incomes. Okay. Uh, making uh, 40, 50 grand in one transaction. Okay. Um, things like that. And then being so cool about it. And I'm like, how can you be so cool about making 40 grand in a month? They're like, well, because I have a plan. And this goes back to this conversation. 
starting this year, I'm saving to buy a property so that I can rent it out. Where is the property going to be? Um, it all depends on where I can afford. Uh, so let's say right now, for instance, certain communities in New York are on the up and up. Brooklyn maxed out. Queens is South on the up. South Bronx. Hello. Yonkers. Right. Riverdale. Right. That's on the up and up. So think about it. Ready? You save. Okay. And you uh, have enough for a down payment. Closing costs in general are between seven to ten thousand dollars to oh. buy a house. Who here knew that? I didn't. Okay, but um, I have friends who will spend five, six grand at the strip club or um, buying Moet bottles. <laughs> right, 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 right. And when you buy a Moet bottle, it shows you have money at that moment. Right, and then it's gone. You at that moment, you have money. <laughs> mm. How about you're driving and say, "That's my house." Yeah, but do you live there? No, but that's mine. That's real money. So what I'm trying to say is I'm saving so that I have a down payment for my property. A cl my closing costs are covered with my savings. Once I'm in that property, I'll be renting floor two, floor three. They're paying off my mortgage. That difference that I have then they left leave over, and you move in. No, then Not they even. leave. Then they leave, and someone's willing to pay. Mm. Someone's always willing. It's to always move a in. money maker. Someone's That's always it. willing to move in. That's how you think too. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been in yeah, I've been in real estate for, for a little while, so I, I've from both the investment perspective, but also just from like representing like buyers and sellers. Because yeah. so my my father, my late father, uh, mm -hmm. he uh, he opened the real estate commercial and residential real estate brokerage in Long Island in 1995. So that's the that's the family business that I grew into. Okay. Um, so yeah, when I say I do real estate on the side, it's like right. continuing to manage. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. That stuff. The family business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So you asked me, do I agree? Uh, do I agree with what he was yeah, saying? Yeah, because you were, you were. I saw you nodding. So, like, I know right, that you feel right. similarly. Yeah, I mean, th that's. <laughs> I mean, one thing. One thing my pops told me a while back um, <clears throat> is that, like, despite all the, it doesn't matter, like, how much innovation or all the technology that's out there. The one thing that will always remain tried and true in terms of building wealth is owning land and real owning, estate. Owning like the wealth, the wealthy from dating back as far as we can remember to yeah. today, yeah. they own land mm -hmm. and property, right? So that's why, yes, if you're if you're able to build a portfolio, and in this case, he's saving for, um, you know, a down payment for a house, which is awesome. So now you you take that one down payment, you you buy one rental property, and then now you. Next year, maybe you buy two or three, and then now you have a portfolio of four properties that are bringing in you in money every single year or every month. And yeah, like you're, you're building equity. You're other people. It's a good are idea. I'm about to say, have you ever thought about that? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Right, because yeah. yeah, like for instance, I just finished working with this with a startup. You guys know, and yeah. I'll be real. I made on paper two thousand a month, hmm. and that was uh, before taxes. So I brought home fifteen. But I was living outside of the United States. I didn't mm -hmm. pay for my place. Mm -hmm. I didn't pay for a phone, utilities, nothing. So I actually pocketed that. Right. Um, and so I, I actually already have savings because I literally save dimes and nickels. Like mm -hmm. I'm frugal. And I went to my banker, Charles Schwab, and I was like, look, I don't know. I know that you're taking your time with me because I have no money and this is laughable, but I'm about to just pocket money. What should I do with it? And he asked me the general questions, one of which was, do you envision having a house with a two-car garage and like mm. the picket fence thing? And I said, nah, because I have no idea where that would be or if I'll be in the United States or what. And he said, you need to put money into real estate, probably even overseas. Mm -hmm. 
It sounds smart, but mad intimidating. Why? <clears throat> Who do I trust? How do I know if it's a good deal? What do I do? Should I invest here? Is it too much? Like, yeah. we, we've been to cities where clearly digital nomads are gonna be the future. People are gonna be keeping, like they're gonna continue to come in mm -hmm. month after month after month and pay so much more than ever, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Also to the detriment of the locals <clears throat> that live there. But that happens, I guess that's just. What I'm hearing a lot of in the conversations I'm having with people in our generation is a lot of first world problems. Yeah. We have $1,000, what, $1,100 smartphones. Yeah, you're right. We have computers, laptops, smart TVs, I mean, yes. Roombas. Right. We don't even need to vacuum ourselves anymore, right? right? So <laughs> we have all these questions and all these avenues to find the answers, but we're not taking them. And I feel as Americans, we've been so spoiled that now we're in a position where what do we do with all our savings? What do we do when we have a job? I don't know where I want to go. I don't know this, I don't know that. Guess what, we have all the answers, we just don't want to find them. So if you want to invest your money wisely, figure out what's important to you. If traveling's important to you, invest your money in Airbnb. Yeah. You know, and if you're always traveling, make sure you have properties abroad. Um, you can Airbnb them out and get yourself enough income so that you're always up and about and that nomadic lifestyle is being supported. Right. Tra travel's expensive. Travel's money. That's another industry. Someone's making money off of your travel. Right. Them flights ain't cheap. Yeah, it's really not. And I consider it predatory, to be honest with you. So to protect yourself against those pitfalls of, damn, I'm in Italy, but I can't get out. You know? Or like, I'm in, I'm in France, but you know what? I'm a little broke. How am I going to eat? Like, those are probably real problems people have. Yeah. But if you had Airbnb somewhere else in the world, you have that income. And I'm just talking to you because you travel a lot. And that might be important to you. Other people, that might not be important. I hardly travel. I, right. I rarely travel. I mean, if you tell me, let's take a trip to the Bahamas, I panic because I don't know what to do. I don't know if my <sighs> job's going to say, okay. You know, I just, uh. I'm not good with traveling. That two-week vacation policy in America. Yeah, I'm so... Yeah. What's that? So, that's important Don't to you. Don't get it, yeah. That's important to you. Yeah. What's important to me is different. My What's important to me is having property, having somewhere I can call home, that where my family comes from overseas. Listen, come stay at my house. Please, mm. come visit me. That's important to me. I don't know what's important to Zay. Mm. I don't know what's important to anyone else. You need to figure out what's important for you and just as much time as you put into that selfie, into that awesome page, put into what you want to do, into yourself. You are your biggest investment, you know, and we forget that because the more likes we get, the, the bigger head right, we, we get. Right, we get distracted. Yeah, we get distracted. That's, that's why I deleted my Instagram four years ago. Wow. I'm focused on that's myself. That's really intense. You know? That was an intense move. It, it was, mm -hmm. but guess what? I'm not missing out on a thing. The first two years, I started missing out on all the thong shots, all the uh, all the twerking. LOL. You know, uh, all of that. There were things we and I, and I was, you know what, damn. It's priorities. I don't, right, I don't know right. what to do on my phone anymore if I'm not looking at naked Total women. man. You know? <laughs> man ass missing that FOMO. Seriously, but after two years, it was all, okay. it was gone. I'm dead. It was gone, and now I know what's important to me. Because when I do grab someone's phone, I'm like, let me see what's going on in your explore page. I didn't miss a beat. I didn't miss anything, you know? And I know what's important to me. This conversation is about saving, right? So let's get back to that. 
I feel like everyone in this room. There's more, yeah. Somehow? Yes, no? sometime. Uh, sometime, sometime. It's, gonna, it's a little far. It's okay. too far. It's too far. We're all, we're all hooked up. Hey, we're all hooked up. Right? We're all hooked up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so where do you see, what's your view? On what he just said? On that, oh, or later, well, or? Well, I, I just think it's interesting what you just said, kind of like, when, when asked, what are you saving for? It's like, it's really a pretty easy question, actually. Just like, look inward and be like, okay, what, what's important to me? Mm-hmm. Like, that answer is that, I mean, like that's what, how I'm spending my money right now is like, I'm doing this Reiki training, I'm doing this tarot reading training too, like this mentorship, I'm in grad school. Like, I'm, I'm like the opportunity cost of being in grad school, like even though I'm privileged enough to have my parents be paying for my education and that's what they saved for was to provide education for their kids. Um, I'm, there's still the opportunity cost. I could be like, I could be working full time and making tons of money and putting that away, but I don't feel that that is me. Even though if I were to look on Instagram or I'd ask some of my friends who are in banking or whatever, like they, their interest would be in making as much money as possible now to save for right. a house or two houses or yes, whatever yes, it yes. is. But like, that's just, I, like I, if I were to have that view, that would be totally just, that wouldn't be my own view on it so like when I, I look inward I'm like okay what do I need like what am I being called to do now and I'm being called to cultivate my gifts and my passions and um yeah so what could that look like I guess is my question in terms of like in terms of saving I mean so, well so no in terms like of like, like what would it be for I'm, a storefront yeah or like like a center yeah I where do you want to start be? a business like I want to be able to save I guess like I don't know I guess I want to invest in myself so that I'll ultimately be able to make enough money to keep investing in myself and like in my mm-hmm. business so that I can end up serving the people that I want to serve. Honestly, it sounds like to me like um, because where we're at is is a bit more on this inevitably full time entrepreneurial tip, where also being nomadic is like ideal, and. Good. Yeah, like the thing, like having a place to call home and having people right. come visit me—that's not something I've ever thought about. Same. It actually has like never crossed my mind. Because you're not having the right conversations with the right people. Sure, but I don't want to be the house that has that. I want to always be able to have people that I go, like I would want a bunch of views. <laughs> I always want to go in your spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then bye, next, right? Like you feel right. me? And so having a right. portfolio mm-hmm. where I get passive but consistent income mm-hmm. sounds ideal. Mm-hmm. And you support your lifestyle. And I'm mm-hmm. not interested in working for the man. Yeah. I struggle with that. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. You know I can't do it. Absolutely. It's okay. one avenue that you can to like build well. Like owning a portfolio of real estate isn't the only way to, of course, like get that passive income. Or, oh. You know, you know what I mean? Like there are people who do it. I want to know more. Yeah, how else <laughs> right, like, some We're like, no, nah, we don't. <laughs> I mean, to, to use a simple... Buy some links on GoDaddy. Uh, to, to, to I heard that a, works. I mean, <laughs> Simple example, like, like you brought up tech. Um, oh, yeah. There, there are there are dozens of people or hundreds of people out there who, like, set up their own. Whether it's as simple as they're like online storefronts that they just you know like they do drop shipping or like oh, they're, yes, they're, yes, yes. there's so many different ways. I'm not saying that. one's better than the other. There are just many. But there are, there are people who you know make money by just literally signing checks. They're just like, okay, look, this is this is uh, who I want to. This is the type of product that I want to cater to. I mean, sorry, this is the type of audience I want to cater to, and these are the products that I want to sell. And then somebody else fulfills the orders, and they, they just make their, you know, cut from every single sale that goes through their website. So that's like another way, right? But you just got to find out exactly what you think 
you'd be interested in and you know ultimately would want to pursue in going back of, into investing yeah. in yourself yeah and, and what you want yeah. to do what works for me won't work for the next right. person you know i if i wanted to get into vegan eating and reiki tarot reading i know who to go to if i wanted mm. to live that lifestyle if i wanted a nomadic lifestyle and wanted to travel as many countries as you see on that fridge mm. i know who to go to if i needed some help in real estate i know who to go to i need to figure out what i want to do and what's important mm. to me you know but you can take everything from a, a little bit from here a little bit from there a little bit from here to figure out what you're saving for you know um our generation has everything we need to succeed and it's like a little kid in a playpen with yes, all the toys I in the world you. all the toys in the world and they don't want to play with anything okay but would you consider property overseas absolutely i want to buy in medellin i want to buy in cartagena i'm from colombia that's Medellin makes the most sense to me right now. <laughs> right, because well, let's that, be real. that's the most exciting. That's what's popping. That's what's on the up and up. It's New York City of it's South America. It's so lit. It's New York City it's of South America. It's a microclimate. I like it. But everybody's sexy. My family, like to be honest, in Cartagena, have been living in the same area for I don't know how long and still don't own that property. And the landlord thinks he's a slick motherfucker when he's not. Mm. I know what's going on. I know what time it is. So when I save enough, where I'm good over here and I have, uh, I have extra income to go overseas, I'll go in there and I'll buy that property. And now it's mine. And now my family can live out their days until they die without paying rent. So your motivation is familial. Yeah, Beautiful. because 99% of them are over here or over there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have mom and dad here and that's it. Mm -hmm. My cousin that you know, yeah. I'm related to him because his great-grandmother and my great-grandmother are sisters. So I'm related to him maybe five, ten percent, but he's all I have over here. But he's so far, blood-wise, that I don't, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my immediate family, yeah, yeah, yeah. like my uncles, my first cousins, I just met them this year. Hmm. I get it. You know what I mean? So what's important to me this year changed. Like, it, like you would ask me five years ago, what's important? Oh, I'm getting my bartender's license. was that year, yo. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some yeah. activities occurred That's why we're this here. year. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm mm saying? -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why we're here talking about it, you know, and our generation is so caught up on this. Yes, you're right. That when we have these conversations, it's like, I don't know. What? Saving? I have a 401k. You know, I think I'm okay. No, no, no. It, you, you're not because you don't really know what you want to do with it. And, right. And I have this Roth and I'm like, I put money into it every month, but I don't know why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the, the person controlling that is really making the big bucks because it's a fund. You know, it's it's bigger than what you think it is. You know, someone's always out there making money on you. It's like when you when you open up a savings account for Chase and they tell you, oh, uh, uh, deposit this much, keep this much in your savings, and you'll win this bonus. Yeah, because they made money off your money. They give you a point zero zero one percentage interest rate, right? Because they they're giving you a small percentage of what they made on your money. You don't know these things, but the, all the answers are there. You can read this. What's the current interest rate on mortgages right now? Zero idea. No, I have no idea. But guess what? Other people know it. And you know where you can find that information? Online. Right here. Googie. It's 4.99%. <laughs> and that's to banks. So you won't get that percentage. Who's? What percentage would you get? You'll get a little bit more. 5.5, 5.75. And these are big things. These, these, this is the way our economy works. Hence why 2008 almost collapsed the whole world. Right. So when that happens again, then what? 
all my money is going to go out the door anyway. Or you can protect yourself and save for the right things. Have that residual income. And we're not talking about Amway <laughs> or, or uh, uh, World Ventures or fucking Herbalife. We're not talking about that residual income. We're talking about have your online business that you literally have to sit there and while people are making orders on your website, you're making money. What you think? About what specifically? This trajectory of conversation. No, I mean, it's, I agree for, for the most part. Yeah. Here's, here's the funny thing. It's like, <clears throat> maybe it's coming from the people I've surrounded myself with the past year who travel a lot, but I found that a lot of my friends, whether they don't even know it or they do know it, they're, they don't necessarily know what they want. Like, it's the easiest question to ask and the hardest question to answer is actually, what do you Correct. want? Correct. Right. And so, for like, from like a savings perspective, from mm-hmm. the majority of my friends who mm-hmm. don't necessarily know what they want or mm-hmm. they just choose not to think about it. Mm-hmm. Or they're riddled in save, debt. How do you save for not, for not knowing, like, what you want? Like, an interesting question. You know exactly what you want, so you have a specific reason to save. For those of us, like myself, um, who don't necessarily know what they want, right. how do you save? That's me. And is it important? And I was just surrounded by those same people for the past year and change as well. But what's wrong with enjoying your life right now? I don't know. I feel like... You feel like you're doing something wrong? Yes. What is it? Not preparing for when I'm friggin' 60. Like, if I even know if I'm going to get there. You know? Are you 30 I, I don't know. You could die tomorrow. Exactly. So I know like... about right now. So why, why do I have to say... And what is enough? Mm-hmm. If I had enough to put a down payment on something, like the amount that you said, let's say I have that. Mm-hmm. It's not even metaphorical, it's real, I'll just be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Let's say I have that and mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. It would be all that I have. Mm-hmm. That is scary to me, mm-hmm. because society tells me I must have this, 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 month, this month's worth. But wait a minute, you're, you said you're, you live a nomadic lifestyle. Which society is telling you that? This American one that I am back in right now and struggling. But, <laughs> but you just came back and you're stressing, why? Because if you're everybody's around again. me, I know, but I don't know when. And I don't know if I'm going to leave New York, New Jersey area or these United States. What about many Denny, you know? Interested in Denver, feel me? I'm interested in having a family mm-hmm. not that far away from now mm-hmm. to my shock. Hello, 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like that costs money. Saving would be good. Right. What's so wrong? What's so bad about just being happy now? If you don't have the answers now, enjoy your life now and things will come to you. You know, because I swore to God that I was going to be a boxer when I was 16. I sh- that's all I was going to do. Like, I mean, 4 to 8 p.m. every day after school. Wow. Monday through Friday, going to the PAL, getting my ass beat, beating ass. I was Rocky. That was it. I was I was Mayweather. I'm dead. It was it was it was happening. Yeah. Now look, I enjoyed my life and I was happy. You know, I didn't have any questions because like, look, this is what I'm gonna do. You're traveling. That's what makes you happy. So keep doing it until something else pops up. In the meanwhile, have a savings so you can something happens to you. You get sick. You can't work. You're okay. What's enough? Yeah. Only you can answer that. Have you sat there and said, "This is what I spend monthly"? Yeah, I have a budget. So then there's nothing wrong. Why are you stressing? Yeah, I feel like right now I'm kind of just saving for like small catastrophes. 
So, I, yeah. so you're doing good. Yeah. I mean, let's 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 give a round of applause. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Come on. That's good. You know, that's, yeah, a, that's a good thing. Bumper, like, I don't know. I just feel like the minute you come back into this place from being away, it's all these pressures of like, well, where are you going to be? Yes. Well, where are you going to go? Who are you going to? Do you have um, health insurance? No, I don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And nothing happens. You know, I'm relatively healthy, but I'm damn sure going into my holistic remedies to ensure that pre- prevention mm-hmm. because. I'm not paying the doctor. Mm-hmm. And if I gotta pay the doctor, I will fly to Mexico and go to the doctor there because all of that will be less than me going to the damn <laughs> doctor over here. Yeah, yeah, but there's nothing like the United States, I'll tell you that. You know, it gives us the ability to make this type of money and enjoy it somewhere else. You're right. No argument. I'm fortunate to have grown up here. We're all fortunate to have grown up here, been here, raised mm-hmm. here, we passports from here. That passport is what's allowed me to have the entire life that I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm not negating that, but I'm gonna take that with me and mm-hmm. go elsewhere because this no longer serves me mm-hmm. in the long run. I have to disagree with you. I think it serves you very well because it, it's this being here has opened your eyes to things that you really need to solve in yourself. Yes. Because you wouldn't have had these thoughts traveling all around the world no. until you get back here. Right, because I was running away. And you're happy over there traveling because you know you have home. You know you can come back here and chill out and recharge your battery to 100% until you can go how back. How does that sit? Do you agree with that? Is that how you feel? If you didn't so have this, if you didn't have Brooklyn, <laughs> if you didn't have this awesome house, what would you be coming back to? I always feel like wherever I am is home. I do. And I'm also fortunate because these mm. two will come wherever I am. They'll mm. fly to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't have to think about that. You have. I have to think about that because I feel like yes, you're right in that it takes you going away to come back to realize some gaps in your own <laughs> self. Changing context for deep insights mm. every time. <laughs> but I don't think that that means I need to stay here, or that this continues to serve me in that way. I think I've been served up to now by that. And now it's like a catapult for me to go do what is that I need to do, which they raised me as a traveling person. Yeah, I can tell. Every summer I was out of the country two times, two times minimum. And that's awesome. So there, I had no choice. That's great. And now whenever, like you get nervous about when you have a trip to go to, and yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, I get nervous when I have to sign papers for a full-time job. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this means I have two weeks vacation. <laughs> what do I do with that? What's a weekend trip? But you know how lucky both of you are? You know what I would give to live in Brooklyn? I gotta, no. I got to drive an hour and third hour and 25 minutes like mm. with traffic. That's real. To go party for three hours and then drive back home. Just to say I went to Brooklyn one night. Why can't you live there? Why can't you live in New York? I mean, the money that I'd be paying for rent in New York, I can have a, a house here. How much of our money goes to our rent? All of it, basically. <laughs> yeah, but I guess... All of it. I guess that is... I, I'm choosing to live in the city because it's like... It's, it enriches me. Like, every day, I just, like, experience mm. all the culture, art, music. Like, I just, like, I'm obsessed with it. And it's, like, mm. what I want right now. And it's, like, what, like, feeds me. But it's definitely not financially... Sustainable. Sustainable. But you guys are doing it. And I commend you guys. You're you're doing so much 
that you you forget where you are. You're you you guys are living someplace where a lot of people want to be. Like those countries you you're right. You're those countries yes. that you visited. There's kids that have minimal access to YouTube and fucking world star hip hop, and would wish. Like, LOL damn, world will star. I, will I ever be in Brooklyn? That's that shit. I'm incredibly night. grateful to be in Brooklyn. Yeah, like, will I ever be in the city? There's people mm. that save up 30 years yeah. in our countries to come to a place that's 20 minutes away. You know what I mean? There's some people that go You're through right. their whole lives not being able to be where, right. you know, mm. where you are now. So sometimes step back and say, you know what? It sounds so cliche, but we really need to count our blessings. You know, I get a haircut every week, a shape up in the middle. There's people who can't afford a haircut twice a month. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. I mean, Medellin. You say, oh, I love Medellin. People are beautiful there. But guess what? If you go into a Medellin house. Yes, I know. You won't see basic things that we take for granted. Like, you won't see head and shoulders. Yeah. I saw the English-speaking Medellin. You won't see Dove soap. You won't see double-quilted toilet paper. Okay? You won't see those things. But they still look good because they take pride in their appearance. I think we as Americans sometimes forget to take pride in what we have because we feel like, shit, do I deserve this? Or is someone going to think I'm bougie? Is someone going to you know, judge me for what I have? That's such a here problem. First world problems. By now, you may have realized that we have absolutely no resolution to these chatters and we don't really plan to. So the idea is that we're provoking the conversations that need to happen with people outside of your circles. They're uncompromising, but authentic. So bring this conversation to your own table and please, please, please tell us how it went again. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Patreon, text us, email us. We want to know these conversations must, must, must happen. So before you go, I just want to take a moment to thank our super quality guests who are so willing to be honest and vulnerable and really unaware of what's going to happen before they get to the table and allow it to happen as organically as you watch it, as well as my dope team, Colton, Rachel, Mary Pat and Phil. Thank you guys so much. See you next time.